Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We're so glad you could join us as we're in year number 30. And the highlight of all these years has been the scores. We'll let you know who's catching up with whom. The star of the show, it's Network Indiana's Parker Webster. Starting off with some history here in the making, the Lutheran Saints continue their win streak to 31 straight games after shutting out Beach Grove 50 to nothing. Starting off with a big old score for you, followed up by another one. Brownsburg defeated Fort Wayne, uh, Bershock Dwager, 51-7 to tonight as well, as we had plenty of big scores. To say that you're walking away with from some of these games not entertained, you do not have the right to say that, unfortunately, as you have plenty of scores at least happening all around the state tonight. Plenty of offense if you enjoy that, as Adam Central defeated Garrett tonight, 42-8. to Alexandria beat Westdale, 49-12. to Batesville comes back down 28-14 to to Indian Creek, stops them at 28, beating them 42 to 28. Ben Davis taking on Cincinnati Moeller, Ohio tonight, beating them and showing them the state of Indiana football is big here. 49 to 28. Bloomington North holds on against Mooresville, winning 34 to 29. Bloomington South holds on against Columbus East, taking them down 45 to 10. And of course, we can't forget our fan game of the week as Hamilton Southeastern takes down the Carroll Chargers 28 to 14. And a big night if your name is Mason Alexander. Two pick sixes. Take it to the house. Take a listen. Instead, Sullivan pulls him back in and puts him at his left hip. Two receivers left. And that's where Sullivan will roll out. He'll toss it along the sideline. And it's picked. Mason Alexander, he's going the other way. And nobody is there to contest. He is in the end zone for a touchdown. A pick six for Hamilton Southeastern. They now lead 13 to nothing. Just an excellent defensive effort all the way around for these Hamilton Southeastern Royals. Four seconds on the play clock. Receives the chest high snap. Looks over the middle of the field. Fires into triple coverage. Guess who? Mason Alexander. And we may have a repeat. He has to beat Sullivan. He works toward the sideline. Cuts back middle field. Touchdown, Mason Alexander. This one a 65-yard touchdown interception return. Hamilton Southeastern momentum swung back their way. They're up 20-7. Talk about a way to get people put on notice in your conference up there in the north. Have yourself a night. Again, Hamilton Southeastern with the help of the two pick sixes by Mason Alexander. Have them beating Carroll Chargers 28-14. to Continuing on with your scores, Centerville takes down Cambridge City Lincoln 68-8. to A big scoring night for the Centerville Bulldogs. As we continue on with Charleston taking down Silver Creek 28-13. More manageable game with the Crystal House Manual beating Noblesville Homeschool 28-8. Concord takes down Elkhart in a defensive matchup, a rare one we've seen across the board tonight, 16-6. And in Richmond, Indiana, it was another defensive battle with Connorsville escaping by six points, winning 19-13. Covington defeated... 
defeated Tri-County 34-21 tonight. Danville beats Greencastle 21-14. Decatur Central comes back being down 11 points at the half, winning 18-14 against Columbus North. Up north as well in Delta and Muncie Central, 35-14 your final. Delta holds on to beat Muncie Central as East Central takes on Lawrenceburg tonight. They took on... They ended up blowing by them as well, winning 42-7. to Continuing on down our list here, Evansville Memorial beats Jasper 30-13. to Fishers, Indiana took on North Central tonight, shutting them out 44-0 as another big high-scoring game. And for one of the other ones that we've been watching and monitoring all night, the Greenwood Woodmen hold on against Seymour, beating them 51-49. to A chase that both had back and forth to the Greenwood Woodmen holding on to the lead and finishing it out on top. Garen Catholic beat McCutcheon 18-10 to tonight with Hamilton Heights also taking down the Carroll Fort Again, the ha- sorry, Hammond Central beating South Bend, Washington 29-12. to For Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, I'm Parker Webster. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw, one of the best, if not the best, at what he does. He joins me from the ISC Network. Snyder over Warren Central tonight, 42-20. couple of heavyweights in action tonight. Greg, thank you so much for the call. A very impressive game and a great win for Snyder tonight. No doubt about it. I mean, obviously, historically, you're talking about two of the top 10 or 15 programs in the history of the state. A little bit different now just because Warren plays in 6A and Snyder plays in 5. But clearly, and there wasn't that big of a difference. It kind of took Snyder a little while to get their offensive game on track. This was a Snyder team that ran for just shy of 300 yards in tonight's wow. game. These are both two teams that, that made deep runs last year. Warren to the 6A regional. Snyder right. came oh so close to making it back to Lucas Oil Stadium, beaten by Valparaiso in the 5A semi-state. Uh, these, these are teams that, gra- that, that graduate a lot of key pieces. So some seniors uh, that got the job done for Snyder tonight, Uriah Kieran uh, uh, Billingsley, Uriah Buchanan, their tailback. Uriah played a little bit more for Snyder than, say, Billingsley did a year ago. But both those guys go for over 100 yards. They combine for four rushing touchdowns. It was just impressive from start to finish for Kurt Tippmann's squad winning on the east side of Indianapolis tonight. Well, Kurt is a fantastic coach. They had a great run last year. I know they were disappointed, and uh, I think this is a lot of motivation for this group. No doubt about it. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't think you have to quantify the win. You just knocked off Warren Central, and they're building by 22 points. Uh, but of the 20 points that were allowed, one of them was a pick six uh, that was thrown by Billingsley late in the game. Another was a punt return touchdown that Warren had in the first three minutes of the game. So Snyder came in here defensively again. They bring back some key pieces from last year. Uh, linebacker Logan Rohrbacher is, is kind of first and foremost above that. Uh, but against an experienced quarterback in Keith Jackson for Warren Central, and a really kind of vaunted offensive line with some great young talent and size, Snyder gave up one offensive touchdown in tonight's game after a two-hour and 45-minute bus ride to get to the east side of Indianapolis tonight. He's Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Network tonight. He has the call of Fort Wayne Snyder's 42-20 win over Warren Central. Have fun tomorrow with the Colts. Thanks so much for the call. You got it, Bob.
Garen Catholic over McCutcheon tonight, 18-10, the final in that one. Tom Dilley joins me. Tom, thanks for the call. Congratulations. It's a great win to start the year tonight. Uh, thanks, Bob. The kids did a nice job. Coach Strasser's got them fired up and playing really hard and uh, well at um, – at McCutcheon, you can tell that program's really improving, and uh, we're very pleased to get a, get a victory tonight. You know, you've done this a while. Uh, you know how it goes. Sometimes you're not. You think you're sure. You've had some time with your kids throughout the summer and all that, but you know, to go out on a night like tonight and play a team with this caliber has to make you feel good. Yeah, we felt like we had, uh, especially this past week, some really good practices stacked on top of each other, and. I think the kids were excited to get to see somebody else and go play and see a scoreboard. And uh, at times played really well. At times had to just gut it out. It wasn't always pretty, but uh, really good atmosphere at McCutcheon. They had a great crowd, and um, you know I think I think they're they're a much improved team. Even better when you go on the road and his first road trip. You know how it is. You're not sure exactly how kids are going to respond on that first road trip. Uh, that, that's a great win. Yeah, you know, the, the, we always think the second week of school kind of wears them out more than the first, and then on top of it, having a got to grab your food real quick after school and get on the bus and go play a game. We got here a little bit late. All those kinds of things. Our kids, our mm-hmm. kids responded well to some adversity tonight. Tell me who plays well. Uh, you know, our quarterback Ryan Zimmerman. I don't have stats in front of him, but he he, he led the offense nicely, and we had a tailback Peter Rooney was made his first start ever, and. Uh, really ran tough and got some really tough physical yards. Uh, receiver Jack Cherry and uh, Alex Gibbs uh, both had really nice games. Harrison Miller at tight end. And then our defense, I thought, played really solid the whole game except for two possessions where we kind of made up bonehead play and gave up a big play and had some penalties <laughs> on another drive. But mm-hmm. other than that, that we were, I thought we were pretty much lights out. Elijah Taylor is a really good defensive end, senior for us this year. He was all over the place and thought he really stood out. And Wesley Street as well. Garen Catholic, 18-10 winners over McCutcheon on the road. Tom Dilley, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for the call, and good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Hope to talk to you next week. I'll look forward to it. Hamilton Southeastern beats Carroll of Fort Wayne 28-14 in a battle of two really, really good football teams. Mike Kelly joins me. Coach, congratulations on an impressive win tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. It wasn't easy. Uh, our team uh, was able to fight through and made some plays, uh, some big plays late in the game and, and helps uh, secure the victory. I applaud you and, and and Carol for scheduling this game. I think it's great for some of the Fort Wayne teams to to play the, some of the Central Indiana teams. I think it's, I think it's great for all of you. And um, you know, win, lose, or draw. Clearly, it's much better when you win. But I think these are important games for you, Mike. No, no question. It's hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Another incredible night of football as we are back. First kickoff of the football Friday night season. Here is tonight. Lots of scores coming your way here in the scoreboard update. I'm Parker Webster as we go ahead and take you through it. Starting off here at the top of the list, go ahead and take you to Bedford North Lawrence and Martinsville where the Martinsville was where Martinsville was able to beat Bedford North Lawrence 23-19. Lutheran stumps Beach Grove 50-0. to That now increasing their win streak to 31 straight wins as they carry that streak on into next week. Ben Davis takes down Cincinnati 
49 to 28 tonight. Bishop Chatard defeated Brebuff Jesuit 49 to 23. Brownsburg took down Fort Wayne Bishop Dwanger. 51 to 7. Carmel holds on to one of the biggest defensive games tonight against Homestead. 14 to 7. The Greyhounds get the win. Cardinal Ritter against Monrovia. The Bulldogs looking good. 50 to 15. Big win for the Bulldogs tonight. Covenant Christian took on Speedway with Speedway speeding out of there with a 1 and 0 record winning 33 to 21. Christmas Tackers took on Fort Wayne Wayne tonight. No, that's not your record skipping. Fort Wayne Wayne wins 35-12. to Danville beats Greencastle 21-14. to Decatur Central comes back down 11 at half, beating Columbus North 18-14. Eastern Hancock wins 36-15 against Frankton. Fort Wayne Carroll defeats Hamilton Southeastern, stumping them 59-0. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Parker Webster. Welcome back, everybody. Mike Kelly from Hamilton Southeastern rejoins us. Uh, they beat Carroll of Fort Wayne tonight, 28-14. All right, Coach, let's go back. This is a good Carroll team. And uh, we talked about, you know, team from Fort Wayne playing team from Central Indiana. So we're a little bragging rights on both sides. But you guys got out and played pretty well tonight. Yeah, our defense uh, was played phenomenal. Uh, you know, we had several guys made some big plays and big moments. And uh, uh, they got a phenomenal quarterback uh, and their running back in their line. Um, you know, they, they got several key positions that that do uh, that play really, uh, really well for them. And so I'm um, very pleased and, and proud of our team for being able to um, overcome some adversity tonight and come out with a win. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, it's one thing to be able to play well defensively. You still have to move the ball, and you were able to do that well. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, we were uh, we were offensively put 14 points on the board, defensive put 14 points on the board. So uh, it was a little bit uh, defense, like I said earlier, was unbelievable. Donovan Hamilton, our, our wide receiver, uh, got on the, uh, got us on the board early in the game. Uh, big-time player for us, and uh, was able to make some big-time plays in the first quarter. Uh, and then uh, defense came back and, and uh, was able to – you get two pick sixes. Mason Alexander uh, take both of those to the house, and so uh, he, he had a fun, great game for us. Uh, and then Jalen Alexander was able to get our, our last score of the night, um, uh, making that twenty to, to seven. And then late in the game, they were able to get another touchdown in um, to finish out the, the game, twenty-eight to fourteen. All right, who's coming up next week? We have North Central on the on the docket, so uh, you know. Okay. As I told our team, best teams best teams get better between week one and week two. So I'm excited right. to see how we, how we progress and and uh, and kind of what kind of focus and uh, attention to detail we bring in the next uh, next Friday night. Mike Kelly, the head coach at Hamilton Southeastern HSC tonight, 28-14 winners over Carroll. Coach, thanks so much for the call and good luck next week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for what you do for Indiana football as well, Bob. I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, kind words. David Deaton joins me from WKLO. He has the uh, matchup between Brownstown Central and Corridon Central. Brownstown Central, 42-6 winners uh, tonight. David Deaton, thank you for calling. I've missed you. I've missed you since last spring. I've missed you. Thank you so much for calling. 
Well, it's great to be here, and great to be here during the 30th year of Indiana Sports Talk, Coach. What That's a right, brother. It's been so far, and uh, it, it's fantastic. It's been a great show and everything else, though. Thank you. Were you born? Uh, were you born when the before the show had started? Yes, just about uh, three years before the show started. So yeah, I, I've been okay, around. I, I want you to know. Yeah, all the guys who work on the show, none of them were born before the show started. Oh no! <laughs> you don't think I? You don't think I feel old with that with that statement, do you? <laughs> it so, doesn't seem like it to me, Coach. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I look back. Listen, I was forty three when the show started, and uh, uh, I don't know. Where, listen, I don't know where thirty years have gone. I just know, like on a night like tonight. Uh, I, I'm like a little kid in the candy store. I have the best job on the planet. I get a chance to talk to guys, coaches and guys like you who do this for a living, who have gone out and watch kids play and watch kids win. You've been a part of the experience and the emotion and all of that. And you call me and share that with me and the rest of the state. How do you not get energized on a night like tonight? I mean, it's hard not to, right? It's uh, You get up for this time of the year once you get into football, and, you know, we're in fall sports now, lots going on, and then we got winter sports right around the corner. So, I mean, it's a great time to be around, no doubt about it, especially in our state when we've got all this enthusiasm with all these great crowds coming out and supporting these student-athletes who have put in so much great work. It's, It's great to see that every year, and it never gets old. It's always great. Well, B-Town's pretty good. Tell me uh, tell me how they do this tonight. Well, it was definitely a, a tough game early, despite what the score would indicate. It was a game where Corridan Central really held their own. And, Coach, this is a Corridan team that has three seniors that are really playing on this team this year. So this is a really mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. team. Also a new coach as well with Luke Keller coming in, the Jasper graduate. He was actually a senior on uh, Jerry Brewer's last team at Jasper High School. So he comes wow. in with okay. a lot of good, good heritage there. He was at Forest Park for a season as an assistant, a defensive coordinator at Spring right. Valley. He's been on the staff at Jasper the past few years with uh, Coach Lewis. So he's definitely got that going and has definitely done a good job everywhere he's been. His first head coaching experience, and he's got a team with a lot of freshmen and sophomores who are having to contribute to this team this year and a, a number of juniors as well. So a lot of uh, rebuilding going on just trying to get these young guys acclimated to Friday night lights. And it was tough tonight. Defense really held up well after the first drive, kept Brownstown on their heels a little bit. But a muff punt in the second mm-hmm. quarter kind of broke things open for the Braves. And they went on to score on the very next play on a 27-yard touchdown run from one of their slot backs, Greg Hutchison. And from there, they took off to a 28 nothing lead at halftime after a couple other rushing touchdowns. A pick six at the beginning of the third quarter made it 35 nothing Braves after the extra point. Then we went to the running clock after that. Brownstown would tack on one more touchdown run. But Corridan did get a touchdown in the fourth quarter with their young sophomore running back, Carson Lawyer. He broke loose from 46 yards out for the score to make it 42-6. to So Corridan definitely had a tough night overall. Five turnovers and a few penalties here and there. But overall, they showed some flashes of good play and a young team that really stood toe-to-toe with a very good Brownstown team on their home field. And Coach, this was the 18th consecutive season opening win for Brownstown, their 10th in a row at home. So Reed May mm-hmm. knows how to win openers and just inducted yeah. into the Hall of Fame a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. So he's obviously right. a very good football coach and uh, definitely did a really good job getting his team ready tonight, as he does year in and year out. 
David Deaton from WKLO on the call of Brownstown Central's 42-6 win over Corydon Central. David, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Great to talk to you as well, Coach. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks. Dalton Bishop joins me. He has the call on Norwell's 23-21, excuse me, has the call on Mississinawa's 23-21 win over Norwell. Dalton, thank you so much for the call. Tell me, um, number one, who'd you call the game for? Yeah, I was with the Action Sports Network. Outstanding. I'm so glad you took the time to call me, uh, okay? I want you to tell me, how does Mississinawa tell me that they kick a field goal at the end to win. Is it that dramatic? I would love to tell you it was that dramatic, but it was not um, quite that dramatic, but there were some drama involved <laughs> in that ball game. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm, I'm all about drama. Tell me how they do this. Yeah, absolutely. So it started out kind of what you would expect in week one, kind of a sloppy start. Both teams making mistakes, penalties, whatever you want to call it, first week jitters. Norwell takes a 14-7 to lead at halftime. They get the ball to start the second half. And uh, Drew Graft, who's the quarterback at Norwell, the kid's got ice water in his veins, and this happened to make a mistake, and he threw a ball over the middle of the field that Deacon built. Uh, one of the safeties from Mississippi picks it off, takes it 64 yards to the house. They tie it at 14. Mississippi forces at three and out. They get the ball back. They do kick a field goal, not to win, but to uh, go up three, 17-14. Norwell driving down the field. Mississippi gets a stop. They get the ball back uh, late in the fourth quarter. And on a third and nine, Mississippi quarterback Nolan Quadra, who actually finished the game 9 of 17 for 127 yards, uh, completes a pass down the left side of the field to Jaron Fortney, who was a wideout for Mississippi, picks up a huge first down. Norwell actually had Mississippi fourth in goal from the one uh, in a crucial moment in the game. If they stop them, they're going to get the ball back with about five minutes to go and a chance to go down and score and win the game. Nolan Quaterer, the quarterback for Mississippi, takes the snap, gets drilled immediately, breaks the tackle somehow, spins off of another tackle, runs into the end zone. Miss Sinawal's up now 23-14 to 14 after <laughs> right. a missed uh, PAT. A minute and two seconds later, it's fourth down and 16 for Norwell. And the quarterback, right. Drew Graff, on the run, throws it down the field to Trey Bodenheimer, who takes it 64 yards to the house, and it's 23-21. Miss Sinawal runs the clock out. But my goodness, Coach, I can't tell you the excitement that was <laughs> at the courtyard in Norwell. Hey, uh, Dalton, I got to run, but that's a great, great finish. That's a fantastic win for Mr. Sinawal. Thanks so much for the call. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate all you do for high school football. Thank you. More scores here for you in this Network uh, Indiana Sports Score update. I'm Parker Webster taking you through all that's happened as we have more scores coming in from all the action and tonight's kickoff for Friday Night Lights here in the fall season now. A very fall night as we had a lot of great scores come through. Monrovia getting a big win against Cardinal Ritter 50-15 to to start things off. And then in the Horseshoe Classic, Cathedral beats Lafayette Jeff 
55-14. to Not to be the only game played with the roof open in Lucas Oil here in the Circle City. But Noblesville gets a big win against Mount Vernon, beating them 48-30 to in the Horseshoe Classic. Continuing on, Westfield defeated New Palestine 34-14. to New Lebanon Dixie, highest scoring game around the state tonight, defeats Irvington Prep 73-0. Franklin defeated New Albany 42-3. Zinesville beats Pike 24-21. Western Boone, the stars shine bright tonight, beating Sheridan 35-16. Southport falls to Ron Colley 43-20. Triton Central beats Cascade 41-13. Whiteland defeats Jeffersonville 52-30. And Providence beating Washington 56-6 as we continue on. More scores around the area. Bedford North Lawrence taking on Martinsville. Martinsville winning 23-19. Ben Davis, the Giants, put up giant numbers in the first night of their season, winning 49-28 against Cincinnati Moeller. Brebuff Jesuit cannot match Bishop Bishop Chittard 49-23. As for Network Indiana Sports Talk, I'm Parker Webster. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Thrilled to death to be in season number 30. High school football tonight, Whiteland, 52-20 winners over Jeffersonville. Hall of Fame coach Darren Fisher joins me. Coach, a belated congratulations on that great honor. Thank you very much, Mr. Lovell, and congratulations on your 30th year of Indiana Sports Talk. You know, it's harder to get on this show than it ever has been. <laughs> I, I mean, you got all these oh, people not for, calling no, in. No, you no. got all this stuff. Yeah. Man. You know, all you have to do is play the I'm in the Hall of Fame card. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, that I've will, been surrounded will, by a lot of good people for a long time. So that you know how that goes. You're always it's, – it's the people around you, great coaches and great kids. Yeah, I I I am still trying to figure out. I'm in four halls of fame, uh, and I, I asked each one to, to reevaluate their selection criteria because I couldn't oh, imagine why you'd, why you'd, why you'd want to have me in. But for my, you, my, I think it's pretty obvious. My good friend Bob Bridge told me that anybody can get in now. That's what he told me. So. <laughs> no, I don't think so. so. You know what? You, you played for a championship a year ago. You were disappointed. You had a great year, and, and there's a hunger with this group, I have to believe. Yeah, we're awfully young, and we had a lot of brand-new guys. We graduated 30 seniors. We had a lot of brand-new guys. And, uh, you know, they went out and played well tonight. Now, we had some experienced guys, Malik Perkins and Slate Valentine and Gunnar Hicks put the ball in the end zone quite a bit. And But we had a brand-new defense, brand-new offensive line, and uh, guys played really well. We were up 37-8, to I think, uh, at halftime. And then, um, you know, our JV guys went in and played well. It was, like I said, 52-20. to um, Like I said, all in all, we were pleased. Long, long football game, lots of uh, – Lots of penalties, so we've got a lot to clean up. But uh, all in all, we were happy with our physicality and obviously with our production. So uh, give me some of the kids who stood out tonight. Well, again, our our three returning offensive uh, weapons, you know, uh, Malik Turkins, like I said, put the ball in the end zone tonight from his wingback spot, and uh, Gunnar Hicks, the same. And uh, Slate Valentine, our tailback, uh, ran for a lot of yards tonight, and and our offensive line so defensively, uh, Scott Harden up front did a great job defensively. Jordan Palmer at linebacker, um, you know, in the secondary, Andrew and Calico did a great job, and along with all of our kids. But uh, those are three that kind of 
kind of stood out mm-hmm. to us. But uh, again, it's you know young team early in the year, and uh, you know you're just happy to come out with a win. I thought we played physical tonight, so uh, that that's a good sign. Darren Fisher, the football coach at Whiteland, on the line where this Whiteland beats Jeffersonville 52-20. Great start for the uh, Warriors. Coach, thanks so much for the call. And again, congratulations on the Hall of Fame honor. You certainly deserve it. Thank you very much, Bob. And we appreciate all you do for Indiana High School football. Yeah, you're very kind. Thank you very much. Kurt Darling from Nine Star TV joins me. He has Pendleton Heights 15-0 win over Lebanon tonight. Kurt Darling, great to see you yesterday. And let me give you your trivia question of the night. Are you right? Are you ready? There's a certain relevance uh, yeah, to me. this question. Okay. Where right. was Bob Lovell born? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Plainfield. I grew up in Plainfield. I was actually born in Lebanon. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, I there actually did go. not know that. Huh? I did not know that. Well... I'm just full of surprises. <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly are. Well, wow. So you yeah. grew up a, you my mom, no, my, country yeah. and you grew yeah. up a Quaker. There my, you go. <laughs> my mom and dad's doctor had uh, had hospital privileges at the hospital in Lebanon. My brother and I were both born there. And then, um, you know, obviously grew up in Plainfield. And um, so when I see Lebanon, I, 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 I every time I drive 65 North, I, I'm still waiting for the sign that says birthplace of Bob Lovell. And they haven't put it up yet so <laughs> well you're in four halls of fame so that's probably right next. that's probably next right well i don't i don't know all right so um, this is a good obviously you start out in a game like this you talk about the defensive effort of pendleton heights the toss and the shutout yeah, it was uh, defense on both ends, basically, especially in the first half. And just to kind of put it in perspective, Coach, the Lebanon defense forced three fumbles that ended in turnovers for Pendleton Heights in the first half. And then Pendleton Heights also had an interception and a fumble as well, and as also a turnover on downs. It was 0-0 at halftime, Coach. So neither mm, of these teams okay. were too eager to start the season off in the end zone. Um, right. But they were eager to get some defense going. So, um, but it really got going in the second half. Um, what happened was basically Pendleton Heights was able to start the game on offense and they got things going with Dresden Roberts finally breaking the stalemate with a big 59 yard run in the third quarter. And then that set up a uh, go ahead touchdown pass from Isaac Wilson to Caden Sims. To, but following it up, there was a broken play on the point after touchdown. And so Reese Reddington ended up having to pick up the ball and throw it into the end zone. And he hit both surface for a two point conversion. That was good on a broken play. That was supposed to be a regular PAT, but it ended up being eight points after all of that. Uh, The Mm -hmm. Arabians then just keep the defensive pressure up, but then some controversy coach, the Arabians were able to score off of a punt one of their own punts that was touched by a Lebanon player making the ball live. The ball rolls mm. into the end zone, and it's recovered right. by Nolan Souders. That is the second way that they were able to score tonight to make it 15 nothing. And then the defense just holds on to the end. They have three sacks as well as the shutout in the INT. So um, it was kind of a grinded out win for both for a grinded out game for both of these teams. And Pendleton Heights just was came out on the favorable end of it. 
Outstanding. Again, it was great to see you uh, yesterday. And happy for you in the upcoming wedding. So I know you're excited. Kurt Darling, Nine Star TV. Pendleton Heights shuts out 11 and 15 nothing tonight. Thanks a lot, Kurt. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. Good to see you yesterday, too. Stay safe. Thanks. Thanks so much. Brad Huber joins me from the uh, Indiana High School uh, Network. Has the call of Tri-West 42-6 win over Western tonight. Brad, Indiana High School, uh, IndianaHighSchoolSports.com. I got it right. Finally got it. Couldn't read my own writing. Brad, it's great to talk to you tonight. That's a big win for the Bruins this evening. Yeah, a good win for the Bruins. Uh, They started in the first quarter. Their quarterback, Malachi Walden, uh, on the option, catching for a two-yard touchdown to make it 7 nothing. And then, you know, whenever Western had something going, some momentum, it got killed by either a penalty, an ill-time penalty, a turnover, or a big loss of uh, yardage. And uh, Tri-West was able to take advantage of that in the second quarter. Their junior running back, Derek Green, had a couple of touchdown runs. And then their quarterback, uh, uh, Malachi Walden found Cole Morgan for a 35-yard touchdown pass, and then Reed had another touchdown to make it 35 to nothing in the third quarter. We had some uh, running clock. Nolan Cooper, their backup running back, came in to give Derek Reed the rest of the night off. He got a touchdown run, and then Western uh, did able to score there late with 3:27 left. Their backup quarterback Levi Shoemaker ran it in for 14 yards out. But Western, on top of what I mentioned, uh, they also lost their starting quarterback Deaglin Pleak and running back Kyler Norman to injury tonight. So they had to go to the second mm. screen. It was just kind of all around a tough night for Western, and, uh, but Tri-West does look very, very good. It's great to talk to you, brother. I mean, absolutely great to talk to you. Brad Huber, tonight from the Indian in the IndianaHighSchoolSports.com on the uh, call. A great win. Tri-West, 42-6 winners over Western. Thanks, Brad. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Coach. You too. Coming up, We'll have another school board update right around the corner. We're going to be wrapping it up soon. We have more high school football to talk about. Colts in action tomorrow with the Bears. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night because we still have some high school football to talk about. Brian Sullivan going to talk to us about Franklin and New Albany, so stick around for that. We'll come back after a school board update with the man himself. Parker Webster on Indiana Sports Talk. Thank you for listening with the scoreboard updates tonight. We conclude tonight with wrapping up a little bit more of the scores around the state here as we go through one more time. First off, though, we got Colts football tomorrow night for the first time back in Lucas Oil since January of this year. It's a big news out of Grand Park and Westfield this week. We have a direction of where the Colts will go at the helm of quarterback this year per Shane Steichen. Here he is. And start off, um, you know, after evaluating, you know, training camp and the film and all that, uh, I made a decision Anthony will be the starting quarterback this year for us. Um, like the progress he's made, excited about his future uh, and his playmaking ability that he brings to this football team. 
It's the time of AR5, people, and also it's been a big night for high school football. Of course, on the fan, we had an exciting night tonight with plenty of action from the Hamilton uh, and Carroll game. Hamilton Southeastern beating the Carroll Chargers 28-14 to as we continue on with your scores around the area tonight. More Brownsburg against Fort Wayne Dwinger. Winning 51 to 7. Carmel beats Homestead 14 to 7. Centerville defeats Cambridge City Lincoln 68 to 8 in a big game tonight. Decatur Central beats Columbus North 18 to 14. East Central beats Lawrenceburg 42 to 7. And Edgewood takes down Mitchell 41 to 27. Lutheran Saints continue the win streak, make it 31 games with a shutout to Beach Grove, winning 50 to nothing tonight. The Fishers. Fishers takes down North Central, stumping them 44 to nothing. Ben Davis has a big win against Cincinnati Moeller, 49 to 28. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Parker Webster. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brian Sullivan, longtime, longtime contributor to the big show. He has the Franklin community, 42-3 winners over New Albany game tonight. Brian, thanks so much for the call. Uh, my Cubs looked awfully good tonight. <laughs> hey, Coach, I, I want to say before we talk about the ball game, it's 1994-95 basketball season. I drive from New Albany to Martinsville to watch Terre Haute North beat Martinsville 111-107. to I get in the car after the ball game. I'm scanning through the radio stations. I hear this show, and I'm asking, what is this sorcery that I am hearing? This is the greatest thing I have ever heard in my life, <laughs> and I have been listening ever since that night. Well, you are very, very kind. I, I, I probably would have had a much different reaction to that. My, I think my reaction would have been, who in the world is this hack? And what in the world are they trying to do with this show? Um, but you know what? We all took a chance. It was a, um, a leap of faith, not to be um, overly cliched about it. Uh, Scott Eaker gave me a chance. Uh, I was a washed-up basketball coach, and um, who knows? I think it's a, to me, it's very simple. This is this show is uniquely Hoosier. Uh, it's about the good things that our kids do on the fields and courts. You know, I don't, I don't criticize. I don't, uh, I, I don't. I'm just trying to talk about. I'm here to give people information about what our kids did. In, in, and we love high school sports in our state. And you know stations in small towns around our state live and die with high school sports, and that's what Network Indiana is all about. I'm proud to be a part of it, honored to be a part of it as long as we've been on. And um, I, I, I am, I'm rounding third base, so to speak, <laughs> because I'm not young. I think everybody knows it. And anytime you see me uh, doing a high school game or a championship game, you can tell how old I am. And so I, I've had well-chronicled uh, health issues, which seem to be under control better than they have been for a while. But I'm just – and the other part of it, too, to, to be perfectly blunt, being able to talk to guys like you. I mean, I tell people I have the best job in the world. I sit in my house in Franklin, talk to my friends about sports, and get paid for it. Now tell me, is, is there anything better than that? Life. It is a great oh, life, I, and you are hitting, you're hitting your prime. I, I appreciate that. I will tell you, it is a great life, and I don't mean to brag. It really is a great life. There's no question. All right, so tell me about my Cubs. They're pretty good. 
I, I tell you what, it was kind of nostalgic for me. I've, I've either lived in New Albany or Franklin 44 out of my 49 yeah, sure. years. And, and going back there and seeing so many kids, I realized, oh, my gosh, I was in college with their parents or <laughs> around town. Right. It was it was fun up until the point that uh, they put a pretty good hurting on New Albany tonight. So, uh, you know, Coach Call has had a great job turning that program around. Yeah, he has. They've won yep. eight games a couple of years here. And I know they had some graduation losses, but they were they were solid tonight. They're still playing that two-quarterback uh, platoon that they're right. doing. And both guys look more comfortable, I think, than they, they were with that last year. Got a really good running attack and uh, just, just really tough tonight. It was a good start for the year for Franklin. I ran into Clayton at, uh, you'll love this, in the parking lot of Meyer here in town about a month ago. No, and he, you know, look, he, he looked great, number one. And number two, he said, you know, Dad, he said, Dad's really happy with this team. He said, he really likes, he said, thinks they can put some things together. They were pretty good last year, and so that's a good win. I would love to spend more time with you. I appreciate the kind words. I really do, and appreciate all the things you've done for me over these 30 years of being on the show as much as you have, Brian. I really do. And so have a great weekend, okay? Coach, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Todd Kibbe joins me as the call of Crown Point's 42 7 win over Lowell tonight. That's a great win for Crown Point tonight, Todd. Hey, Coach, you know, it really was. They looked awfully good. Folks up here in the Region Radio Sports Network, we love uh, being part of your. Your ensemble, if you will, and uh, I'll tell you, you know, I make I make the trip from Chicago every day. I'm an old Delta boy myself, right? And uh, I've been uh, traveling back and forth these highways and byways to Northwest Indiana, and I've seen some pretty good teams over the past 25 years. But I'll tell you, um, Noah Ehrlich and that uh, squad that Coach Musia's got. Hey, hey Todd, they may be somebody. Yeah. That, yes, sir. Yeah. Hang on, okay? Because I got to go to a break, but I want to talk more about this game, okay? You got it. All right. Todd Kibbe and I will come back and talk about Crown Points win over Lowell. Welcome back. All right, Todd Kibbe, give me the uh, give me the rundown. You got to go quickly, though, on this Crown Point win over Lowell. You got it. This is the 116th meeting between these two schools, the longest rivalry in the state of Indiana, and tonight it was all Crown Point. They went into the Inferno, had a 21-point lead by the end of the first quarter. Yes, that's the first quarter. And uh, really didn't look back uh, beyond uh, beyond the dust that was behind them. It was Noah Ehrlich, the quarterback, the junior quarterback, uh, doing some great, uh, leading the squad, and his uh, tailback, Larry Ellison, he had three touchdowns, 118 yards, and it was just it was a, it was a pretty dominating performance by uh, Coach Busey's squad. Good solid win tonight. Crown Point 42-7 winners over Lowell. Todd Kibbe from the Regional Radio Sports Network. Todd, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a safe and happy weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Take care. Plainfield over Terre Haute South 32-13. With me, a very happy Tyler Bless. Coach, congratulations on the win and hail to the varsity tonight. That's right. Absolutely. We're excited and uh, on to next on to next week. Your first win as the Quakers head coach, I will tell you that Hail to the Varsity was the first song our daughter Stephanie ever learned when she was a child. I just want you to know how much I care about the alma mater. Uh, that's very good parenting on your part, and it's probably something that I need to, <laughs> do with, uh, need to do with my young boys. So I appreciate the advice. How'd you do this tonight, Coach? 
Uh, we did it the hard way. <laughs> uh, got down 13 to nothing against a, a solid Tarot South team and um, kind of settled in and just started to click on offense and defense and made enough plays where we were able to, to take a lead into halftime. I believe it was 17 to 13 and then really came out in the, the third quarter and uh, we're, we're able to uh, have a nice little long drive to end in points. And after that, it was kind of just, uh, you know, continue to execute, but also try to pull away from a, from a very good program and tear up south. Well, who's up next week? We are uh, we're home against uh, Terry Peebles and the uh, West Lafayette Harrison Raiders. So um, I had the opportunity to play those guys twice last year and looking to finally uh, host them. We were at their place last year. Last mm-hmm. two, so uh, it'll be a good test for us. It's a it's a good challenge because they're in our sectional. So obviously have a, a, an opportunity to meet with them again in the future. But uh, looking forward to playing uh, in front of our home crowd and, and a good stadium. Well, congratulations on your first win, and I know this is the first of what will be a lot there at Plainfield High School. Tyler Bless, uh, thank you for the call. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. What a great night of football around our state. A tremendous night of football. Thank you all for joining. My thanks to all the coaches and media colleagues who called tonight. Couldn't have done it without the great work of uh, Parker Webster and Graham Shear. These two guys were phenomenal. We can never do it without the great radio stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And more importantly, over 30 years, we never would have done this without your loyal listenership. So keep it up. Join us tomorrow night. Uh, Thank you so much once again. This is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.